Welcome back, everybody. It is your boy, Sam. I am joined by Vince. How's it going? Hey, hey. Tim. Yeah. And no Tyler. No Tyler. Now Tyler's the one on assignment. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) He's he's at the Warriors game sideline in Detroit. That's Um, right. He might be a little late coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Man, it's good to be back, guys. Thank you for holding down the fort the past couple of weeks. Uh yeah, uh like you guys said in the episode, I I bought a uh I bought an episode, I bought a house, <laughs> and uh, with my with my lovely partner Julia, and um, we're still not quite all the way settled in. You might hear some dogs running around the background playing. Um, I'm just kind of in the makeshift office, just kind of sprawled out on the floor so i don't even have a desk or anything set up uh and doolittle wants to play around on the carpet he wants to dig um so hopefully next week we'll have um the office set up and i'll be more comfortable wow i i could not tell that you were sitting on the floor i'm just sitting (laughs) on the floor leaning on the mic stand Got your camera angles uh, set up real nice, like though. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hiding that. Uh, definitely hiding the um, the chubbiness. So, uh, <laughs> out of bed. Keeping the oil, uh, <laughs> the angle good. That'll um, do, pig. That'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll do, host. Um, <laughs> big sports weekend. Lots going on as uh, usual. Let's start off with the NFL and scores. Uh, Tim, hit the music. Uh, Vince, go ahead. Oh, wait, we don't have music. No, no, no. In the edit. In the edit. All right, oh, there might boy. be some music in the background now. Vince, fire away, buddy. Yep. All right. Uh, so on Thursday, Baltimore beat Tampa Bay 27 22. And we moved to Sunday. Jacksonville fell victim to Denver 21-17 in England. Minnesota beats Arizona 34-26. Atlanta survives against Carolina 37-34 in overtime. Philadelphia keeps winning. Tyler keeps fist pumping 35-13 over Pittsburgh. Dallas beats Chicago 49-29. The New England Patriots beat the Jets 22-17. Miami over Detroit 31-27. Tennessee beats Houston 17-10. Washington in the last minute play, they get they beat the Indianapolis Colts 17-16. Seattle over the New York Giants 27-13. And for the Sunday night game, Buffalo is hosting Green Bay for the Monday night game. Cleveland will be hosting Cincinnati. We are recording this Sunday night. And let's turn our attention to Las Vegas. They went to New Orleans and they did absolutely nothing else. They lose 24-0. Sam, I know you've had a busy week and then the Raiders come and just shit on your parade. How are you feeling, bud? Uh, this was, I mean, the, we've talked about some pretty lackluster performances by the Raiders this this season. The 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 positive about those previous losses was at least they put points on the board. They couldn't put together a complete game. Um, but this is a you know the, the complete opposite. They didn't have good defense, they did not have good offense. Um, you know, we were kind of sold that Josh McDaniels is this uh offensive guru. We've seen New England, uh, even when he was with uh Denver for the short while. Um, with Tim Tebow, they were able to put up some points. There's just a lack of creativity offensively. Um, there's been some games where, uh, Josh Jacobs has ran the ball really well. I think coming into the game, he was like fourth or fifth in, in the league in in rushing, um, in total yards in average, uh, per attempt. Um, offensively, they couldn't do anything, um, against, New England. Derek Carr looked terrible. I think Devontae Adams had five targets, one catch, two catches, maybe for like five yards. Um, it was just terrible. Offensively, they just do not look right. They haven't looked right in a few weeks now. Um, a complete no show, absolute no show um in New Orleans. So it's just disappointing. Um, I've said this a couple of times already where 
you know, it would just be really nice that the Raiders can can do something right. They got the new stadium. They, you know, they moved on from John Gruden and all of that. And I don't I don't know if this franchise is cursed or what, but they just cannot figure it out. And it looks like it's going to be another wasted season. Um, mathematically to to make the playoffs, they're not eliminated, but you get you would have to go on an unprecedented run. You know, now you're starting to, you know, for you to make a run, you're going to go eight, nine wins in a row. Um, and I just don't see that happening against, uh, I don't think you're, I, I just don't see that happening for this team. Unfortunately, there's, uh, too many, too many issues. And I, I couldn't, I can't tell you it's talent. I mean, they went and made all these, the, this trade to get the, you know, the best wide receiver in the game. Uh, Derek Carr is supposed to be a franchise quarterback. Um, they re-signed Darren Waller. They, they have the the slot guy and Hunter Renfro. Um, they drafted a few years ago, the, the left tackle. Um, they have a young center and they have the run, they have the bell cow running back and they just, they can't put it together. So it's just really disappointing. I, I'm not even mad. I'm just, you know, <laughs> just speechless really. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the apathy is just thick. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm looking at the standings right now for the Raiders and to get into the playoff into playoff positioning, they have to climb over six other teams. They're two games back and it's, you know, we're, we're approaching the halfway mark of the season. These seasons are not very long at all. So if, like you said, they have to go on like a crazy tear, like win, you know, nine out of the next 11 games or something like that to try to that nine out of 10, eight out of 10. Exactly. There's only 17 games in the season, so they're you know you're seven games in. It's you know, you it, it's an uphill a, climb. You dropped it against uh, Arizona. You had you 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 put yourself in a position to beat Kansas City. Um, you went up 17-0, then lost. Uh, you know, then you blew it against uh, Arizona, and I mean it's just every week, um, every loss, with the exception of this one, has been. You, you probably should have won the game. <laughs> you know? Like pretty much every Raiders loss this season has been something that you probably should have won. You, you literally handed the game away. Yeah. It's, it's, it's rough out here in these uh, Vegas streets, I guess. Huh? Yeah. Um, so, right. Well, okay. Um, so how often, I mean, this just, uh, sorry, Sam, but this seems like a major, just, I mean, they didn't score a single point. How often does that happen in football? I mean, honestly, like you, <laughs> at least yeah, something. Sh- shutouts there. It's rare for it to happen to your team, but usually like probably every, you know, there's probably four or five shutouts a, a year. Oh, okay. uh, there's, there's not okay. a lot. Um, but, but like I said, it's rare to have for it to happen to a specific team, but they do happen. And it's, it, it's definitely not a good look. Usually you at least get a field goal, like, but the, the fact that the offense couldn't even put it together enough exactly. to get a three on the board, it is, uh, it is fairly rare. So when you, when you have probably, you know, arguably one of the better kickers in the game in Daniel Carlson, um, the dude's pretty nails. I don't think he's missed one this season. I think he's missed a PAT, but I don't think he's missed a field goal this season. Um, but he's, he's a really good kicker. You can even get three. Um, I just don't understand how you have Devonte Adams and and you can't get him the ball. Um, you know, so I I don't know. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. I mean, know, you're, I, you're paying these uh, head coaches a lot of money to figure it out, and it seems like they're not figuring it out. And um, I've said this before. You know, you're you know we we always oh well next year next year next year you know there's still a lot to learn. We're still building, um, you know, well, there's a lot of guys careers that are going to end because of poor play. They're not, not every single person on a football roster is going to make it to another roster the following year. Um, you know, so you're wasting people's careers in, in my opinion, you know, when ownership and coaching and, you know, the front office isn't all in on winning, um, there's a lot of guys that are going to be on this team that are not on this team and, and maybe out the league. Um, and that's just, 
a statement for all NFL teams, not just the Raiders. Um, but they just they just don't look very good. The Raiders just don't look like a good football team. They don't look coached well, even when with their two wins, they don't they don't look good in any one thing. Like you can't look at something and say they're good at this. This football team is good at this. For a few weeks, we thought it was running the ball, but it, it, it's inconsistent, you know. And in my opinion, the one thing that they should be better at is being able to pass the ball. You know, yeah. they, sh- they should be able to pass the ball with the wide receiver threats and the quarterback. Yeah, I, I mean, I look at the Los Angeles Rams, for example, and they, uh, Matt Stafford forces the ball into Cooper Cup's hands on plays that even he shouldn't be doing it. He still does it anyway. Right. And, and I mean, th- that's an offense that is not playing very well. We'll get into them in just a little bit. But they're still finding ways to get the ball into their playmakers' hands. And I just I don't understand how it's this difficult to get it into the hands of a top five wide receiver in this league, you know? So it's I don't get it. I, yeah. I I'm with you, man. I Devontae Adams should be, you know, getting 10 targets bare minimum every game. And I just force the issue. Like like when the Niners were bad and had to force the issue to Terrell Owens, just do it, man. Like that's a guy that's a game breaker who can right. make shit happen. So yeah, right. I'm, I'm with you, man. Um, yeah. That's all I got on the Raiders. Just pure right. disappointment. <laughs> well, I, I had a just quick question. Are, are they too comfortable over in uh, Las Vegas? Like, is, is this, are they kind of like not challenged enough? <laughs> I don't know what you would be comfortable by. I mean, Derek Carr was here in in Oakland. Some of these players, you know, Josh Jacobs was was in Oakland. Um, these guys were have been Oakland Raiders, and you know, Derek Carr was on the the playoff team. He got hurt, um, you know, when he was with Jack Del Rio. Um, but you you would like I don't know what you how you you would get comfortable, like comfortable in losing, comfortable in being mediocre. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, are they just comfortable because they got a nice ass house, you know, like a yeah, nice the locker room is all nice is now. Just yeah. a little too nice. Like, Maybe, I don't, yeah. you know, well, they um, were playing like shit in Oakland. So exa- I mean, that's I, exactly. I, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Fair like, enough. <laughs> you know, this, <laughs> this franchise has other than the Super Bowl year, years. Yeah. Other than the Super Bowl year where they lost against Tampa Bay and John Gruden. We know that. Um, they haven't really since then. I, they have they haven't been good. Like they haven't been good. Um, they haven't been good at drafting. They haven't been good at signing free agents. Um, you know, fortunate to get the new stadium to kind of make some money and and maybe sign some 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 free agents. Um, but other than the stadium, you're you're pretty bad at everything. Yeah. Yeah, man, this is, it's just kind of rough. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to happier for me. At least uh, the 49ers yeah. went down to Los Angeles and just uh, in the second half, absolutely smoked the LA Rams 31, uh, 14. Christian McCaffrey had himself a day, man. Uh, he threw for a touchdown. He caught a touchdown and he rushed one. I'm going to call that a hat trick uh, because uh, that's three in a row. So I'm going to bring in the hockey term. That is, uh, he, he, he had a lot of fun out there. I tell you, and this offense, especially when we get Debo back, this could be a lot of fun to watch once, you know, we're seeing CMC get integrated into it now. And then when we bring in Debo after the buy, this is going to be, you know, something to watch. And I just, I hope Jimmy can hold it together. He, he made a couple of, you know, Jimmy specials where he makes an absolute shit decision but gets bailed out because the defense couldn't quite get it. Like he threw a ball directly into Jalen Ramsey's hands, but Jalen Ramsey just ended up dropping it because he wasn't expecting it to be there. I guess. I don't know. So, so Jimmy got bailed out a couple of times. He looked pretty good for most of the day though. uh, Outside of that. I mean, the, the pass to Kittle in the back of the end zone to put the game out of reach was like, it's phenomenal. And that's, you know, good Jimmy being good Jimmy. So 
you know, props to him for figuring it out, I guess, this week. And I hope he keeps figuring it out. And the 49ers look good, especially on defense in the second half. Once once they got that lead, they didn't give it back up. They didn't even let the Rams score in the second half. Uh, Cooper Cup, I think he maybe had one catch in the second half. Uh, we just talked about forcing the ball. Uh, they tried going to him, but it just wasn't happening. And it's it, it, it's, it's always nice when you go into a rival's house and then snatch their lunch money and that's basically what happened in the second half and uh, I'm, I'm i'm enjoying life right now the niners are currently four and four they're 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 a game better than they were at this at this point last year they're in a playoff position right now they're the the, the final wild card team they're the seven seed uh, and they're a game back of C, of the seattle seahawks who are winning somehow behind geno smith they're five and three right now, but I, I'm just super excited for where the Niners can go. And, uh, you know, like the Niners should be winning this division at this point. I think they're going to catch Seattle. There's no reason for them not to. And I mean, I, I'm looking at ten, like, you know, 11 and six, 12 and five, maybe, maybe they get one or two more losses the rest of the way. That's what I'm expecting now at this point, especially seeing how, CMC gets integrated into this offense. Yeah, this was the second game that I watched. I watched the Raiders and uh, the 49ers game. Um, yeah, they looked a lot better this week. Um, the Rams look like a shell of themselves. Offensively, the, the Rams look terrible. Um, I, I saw some stats that they showed up that the when uh, Sean McVay was the head coach to about I think last year they were first in the league or top two in the league in like third down conversion. And now they're like 32nd or something like that. I thought I saw something flash on the screen, but they were uh, offensively. They, they don't look the same um, with the Rams, but for the 49ers just having uh, Christian McCaffrey, that Swiss army knife that can actually run the ball inside outside. And then, uh, you know, Jeff Wilson Jr. in the second half had some big plays. Um, you know, he he had a couple of big runs for first downs. He caught a couple of passes when McCaffrey was off the field. And um, there was that uh, touchdown catch, you know, uh, that McCaffrey had. Um, it was like having a receiver. And with Debo, it's like having another running back. So, you know, you're, you're spreading the defense, you know, really thin. Um, and I think... Uh, as long as Jimmy isn't uh, turning the ball over, you know, if he's just just manage the game, just game manage the game and, you know, try not to make those mistakes, then everything's going to be all right. Even if he's not getting the ball 30, 40 yards down the field and then we all want to see the deep ball. Uh, there was a meme going around that, you know, who has the longest pass of the year it's Christian McCaffrey or something, <laughs> you know already so the internet already was on fire about that um as long as he's not turning over the ball and making silly mistakes like that I think the 49ers are in a really good position to link uh some games together string some wins together and and truly take control of the NFC West yeah, man, I'm I'm really excited for what's going to happen going forward with the Niners, and uh, hopefully we can make me right and uh, finally get this uh, sixth trophy. Try finally start working on our uh, second hand for ring uh, for rings on our fingies. That'd be nice. Well, like half my prediction is already true, right? Like I'm I was the one that said the 49ers are going to get to the playoffs in the Super Bowl, but with Jimmy. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. No. You. you um. You injured your way into that one. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think, I, I don't know that we had it happening on an injury. I think you just had him taking over at some point. I didn't have it. I didn't call if it was going to be an injury or a bad play. Right. In the back of my mind, I thought it was in, I thought it would be injury. Mm -hmm. Um, Cause I just don't think Trey Lance is going to hold up, man. I just, I really don't. Yeah. I think um, I hope I'm wrong. You don't want to see people get hurt. You don't want to see people lose their careers. But I think it's kind of like the Tua Tagovailoa. Man, that's a tongue twister. That's still the hardest name. Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. Um, Tua. I'll just say Tua. Uh, 
you know, he's uh, kind of reminds me of a little bit more like Tua because uh, he's not big like Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he's not a big dude. He, I mean, compared next to us, you know, yeah, <laughs> some Joe Schmo's average dudes, you know. Uh, hey, man, speak for yourself. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and uh, but I, I just don't think he's going to be a body that can hold up. Um, being able to run the ball like that. And I think RG three was a little bit bigger than him. Um, and he didn't hold up. And I know that's, it's not an apples to apples comparison. Um, but I'm just kind of worried if, if Trey Lance, when he comes back, would be able to hold up. Um, that's my concern. And that was, I think that was my concern, you know, him starting and, and running, you know, them running, uh, uh, Trey Lance, how they were. Yeah. I, I mean, obviously it's all hindsight now. Uh, so, you know, uh, I'm just, I'm glad the Niners are still in a position to make some noise this season, uh, even with that injury. So I I guess at this point, I just, you know, can't thank my lucky stars. And then, uh, I turn my, I, I just, I don't know. Uh, And the 49ers really have to stay healthy because they've had some, the some really rough injuries the pat this season and mm-hmm. in previous seasons yeah um, use check is uh he's got yeah. a broken hand uh, uh he'll be back you know somewhat Debo soon. was out today yeah Debo's out uh they, they're, they're going into a bye week so yeah this is uh this is a chance to get healed up and get ready for the second half of the year sounds so. good any final football thoughts guys no I'm i'm all set man all right cool we're gonna move on to some mlb the World Series. Let's start there. Uh, Phillies, they came back from five down. They end up winning game one, six, five, and ten innings. That was nice. Mm. And um, Nick Castellanos actually like pulled up his shirt to show that they, they didn't have any buzzers uh, <laughs> as they won that, that game. So um, so that was nice. Uh, a, a nice little middle finger to Houston Trastros. And unfortunately, the Astros <laughs> did tie up uh, the series Winning game two, five to two. The series will continue Monday, Halloween. In um, uh, they were they were in Houston for these first two, Correct. right? So that so they're going going to turn to Philly. Correct. Yep. For uh, these next three games, so that'll be nice. If Philly sweeps it at home, that'd be nice. Philly's that'd in five. Really cool. Oh yeah. man, I mean, I was hoping for the gentleman sweep last week, and I mean, the gentleman sweep is still alive. Make it happen, baby. Let's go. Yeah, it was really cool to see the Phillies steal game one and kind of show that the Astros are, they are human. Yeah, you know that they're mortal. He's, he's not a machine. He's a man. That's right, baby. Rocky Four, baby. Yeah, he's uh, not a machine. He's just a man. He's a man. He's a man. Uh, he's not a machine. No pain. Uh, you know, uh, Astros were undefeated. You know, they, they swept everybody in the playoffs. Uh, so coming in and the Phillies were um, pretty much stealing all of their series because they were stealing game ones. You know, mm-hmm. they kept stealing game ones on the road and that's what they did. So I think they're coming back home to Philadelphia, feeling really confident. They stole game one. They did their job. Now it's uh, defend the home field and in, mm-hmm. you know, Maybe you steal another one on the road, or or or, you know, maybe you you, you go you to close it out at home. Yeah, get at least two at home, hope, and obviously try for the sweep at home, and put and you know give give the Philly fans something to cheer about in person. But if even if you go two and one at home, you've already proved you can win in Houston. So and there is there is no safe lead either. You came back from down five, so you, you're always going to feel like you're in a game. So that that's that's a great feeling going in, and I just I, I I love the swagger that the Phillies have right now. So hopefully they can keep it up. As we mentioned before, this is a anti-Houston podcast. We are um, we are anti-Houston in every single sport possible. But so. but we love any listener who may be from Houston who is listening. <laughs> oh no no we no! Love no. you guys. No, we don't screw you. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> No, no, everybody. No, no, hate, hate, hate triggers uh, engagement. So, um, come at us. Um, slide in our DMs with a bunch of middle fingers. Come on, bring it on, buddy. Let's go. Challenge accepted. All right. Speaking of middle fingers, yeah. Rob Manfred 
oh, uh, and Chris Russo, they had Here a little go. bit of a discussion. And Bob Nightingale basically tweets out uh, that Manfred said that it's done in Oakland, basically, and they're 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 looking to Houston. So that's that was the big story that took off immediately. Uh, unfortunately, that's not the full context. As Bob Nightingale, a man who once said that the A's would get permission to move to San Jose about a decade ago, he often just like I don't know where the fuck he gets off like you know covering the a's how dare he 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 knows nothing about this situation but he even at this point he took manfred's con comments completely out of context when you look back at it basically manfred is saying the same shit he's been saying that it's not going fast enough in oakland for his liking and that vegas is on the table that's the gist of the entire point that manfred was making on this and and but of course you you, you got to get all clickbaity you got to get the headline you got to get yep. the interaction so i actually put the full context in our show doc and i think i would like to read it um read this little note this is directly from casey pratt's twitter uh casey pratt is actually uh in the bay area and he's been following this A's stadium saga for a lot longer than almost anybody so i trust him way more than i trust bob fucking nightingale okay <clears throat> Me, 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 me. Okay, here we go. Uh, so Rob Manfred says, I think the mayor in Oakland has made a huge effort to try and get it done in Oakland. It just doesn't look like it's going to happen. I'm not positive about it. I think the A's have proceeded prudently in terms of exploring the Las Vegas alternative, given the lack of pace in Oakland. I think they have to look for an alternative. Look, Oakland, it's hard to say something has to happen. We can't go five more years in the Coliseum. Russo then asks, so you think Oakland is going to Vegas? Manfred, I didn't say that. What I said, and I stand by it, given the lack of pace and lack of certainty, they have to be looking at Las Vegas. They need an alternative because they can't continue to play in the facility they are in. So it's exactly like we've been saying, like other people who have been covering the A's have been saying, Baseball is not happy with the pace the, uh, of getting this done in Oakland. So they have to be pushing Las Vegas as an alternative to try to figure something out because the Coliseum is beyond its useful life. This is something we know we've been saying it. God, we, we've been saying it on like three different versions of this podcast in the past, at least. Um, yeah. I just had a conversation with a, one of my new neighbors uh, the other day. And we were talking about Bay Area sports and how, you know, the A's are the last team in Oakland. And he made a comment. He goes, you know, I don't understand why. They should just build it where it's at now. Everything is there. Bar this. I said, but is that a selling point to you now? Do you have a season tickets because you can walk to the BART station, get on BART and get off, you know, at Coliseum BART and go watch a game? You know, like there's it's not a selling point you can't say that's a selling point and nobody go to the game because there would be a lot of people going because of convenience just because hey it's easy to commute to um and we're gonna go watch the game obviously they're not a very good baseball team so you're gonna lose fans because people want to watch a, want to watch a good product but even when the a's were good it's not like BART was a selling point. You know, the, the facilities are outdated. The facilities are not built for modern sports entertainment, let alone, you know, it's not built for, for baseball. Um, the only way the A's are going to be able to succeed is with the new stadium um, because the ownership is not going to put the money out of their pocket. They're only going to put the money into the team that is, you know, ticket revenue, concession revenue, revenue that's made by the site. Maybe, I don't know, I doubt it. Maybe if the A's do get a stadium in Howard Terminal in Oakland, maybe John Fisher spends more money. I don't think the A's will ever be a top five, top 10 spending team. I think they will always be just middle of the road with this cur current ownership. I and think middle of the road is generous, if I'm being honest. I think with the new stadium, I think they would be middle of the road um, because I think they would have to be some type of a saving face 
to see if we're putting money into it. But I, I think the moment they start to, the team becomes average or there's a rebuild, it's going to go right back into lower third, you know? Um, but I mean, when's the last time uh, Billy Bean and the A's have had a, a top 15 payroll? They haven't, you know, I don't, as far so, as I know ever. So what could they be if they were a top 15 that puts you in the upper half? Um, what is there? 30, there's 30 teams in MLB there's 30 right teams. Now. So that would put you in the upper half. If you were 15, if you were smack dab in the middle. That'd be the highest payroll in A's history, probably in modern, modern economics. Mm-hmm. Um, Manfred's not a, he's not a good commissioner. We know that, um, you know, and sometimes, uh, you know, less said is more like just maybe you shouldn't have said anything about it, but he was doing an interview. He said what he said. I don't think anything he said was offensive. He's been saying pretty much the same thing for the past two, three years. Um, And, you know, the great birdie Brazil covered this and, you know, what he actually said and put things in context and in this and that. So, um, you know, it's, the city of Oakland, I think they're trying, um, but there's a lot of politics going on right now. Clearly, they're they're not going to make the deadline because there's, you know, um, an election for mayor, elections for for new council members. So, I I wasn't feeling as hopeful coming in to this this week, not because of what Manfred said, but because of just timing. Because um, the leadership that has been working with the Oakland A's right now, um, a lot of these people are are leaving. Um, say what you want about Libby Shaft, but she was kind of leading, um, working with the A's on you know getting this deal done. Um, even if it's a a mayor candidate who takes over, who's you know been working on this deal, there's going to be quite a few council members that are new then are going to, well, you know, I need to take my time and read it. And, you know, it's, it's going to get dragged out another year. It's going to be used as political football. And um, I just don't see it getting done. And the, the A's and MLB want this done right away. And the reason why they want this done right away is because I think MLB is going to start shifting their focus to what's going on in Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay is in desperate need of a stadium. I mean, these are pretty much the last two franchises that are in desperate need of modern baseball facilities. And I think the MLB wants resolution on the A's within the next six to eight months. And you're going to see them expedite a resolution for Tampa Bay in the next year to year and a half because they at some point you're going to hear the MLB talking about expansion. I think MLB wants to add two, two more teams at least. There has, this has been the longest period of not expansion Correct. since baseball has started expanding. Uh, the I last expansion was 1998. We're, we're approaching 25 years since that expansion. That was the Tampa Bay devil rays. Now Rays at that time. And uh, the Mar- Marlins. And the, no, no, no. The Marlins was oh, the, the Rockies before that. It was, um, no, it was Tampa Bay and Arizona. Tampa Bay and Arizona. Yeah. So they put the two teams in the uh, spring training sites. Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, I th- I just think that's what MLB wants to do. They want to expand. And for them to do that, they need to um, resolution on these, on these uh, last two baseball stadiums. Agreed. And uh, expansion is obviously the goal. You get a lot more money from expansion than you do from relocation uh, because yeah, that's just, you're going to get a hell of a lot more money. You're going to get a hell of a lot more money. A couple bills from a uh, couple billion from whoever the new expansion owner is going to be. Also too, when, you know, it's going, once the A's in uh Rays get their stadiums, it increases the value of the league, you know, because they all, they have this profit sharing thing. Obviously some franchises on an independent level, the Yankees are, are worth more than, you know, the Rays or the A's. Um, yeah, that's breaking news, by the way. Yeah. You know, <laughs> right. but I mean, oh. they share they share revenue. They 
you know, so when, when an expansion team wants to come in, it's like, you have to come in and you need to have a modern baseball uh, facility. Like you need to, you know, that's going to be, you're not, you're not going to have these teams expanding into spring training type facilities and then riding it out for 20 years into a new stadium. Like I think the next two expansion teams, wherever they may be, will maybe they're going to play at a college stadium or a, you know, some type of baseball field that works for now, but it's going to be with the, the, the ownership team that's expanding is building a stadium with whatever city uh, that they're expanding into. Like you're not going to see the Tropicana, you know, the Coliseum, you're not going to see what, what uh, the Florida Marlins were playing in for a while. You're not going to see that anymore. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at one year, maybe two tops. of a temporary site i think about when the san jose sharks expanded into the nhl they were playing at the cow palace for two seasons while the san jose arena was being built and then they they moved in in the 93 94 season in their third year and they've been there since and that's that's the goal that baseball wants for whatever the new expansion franchises will be they want to be able to get them playing right away with the promise of, hey, you see that? We're already building the new stadium. That stadium is going to be awesome. Buy your season tickets now in whatever city, whatever mm-hmm. market that ends up being in. So I think we've, once again, this dead horse has been beat to shit. Uh, I think we need to just move on to, uh, let, let's let's do NBA. Uh, let's talk Warriors. The Warriors game just ended. Yep. Uh, they ended up losing uh, in Detroit 20, 128 to 114. Uh, that drops them to 10th in the West. They're currently second in the Pacific, but Pacific division, like division standings don't really matter all that much in basketball. It's all about the conference standings. Um, it is also really early in the season. They're three and four. They went uh, one and three, it looks like. Yeah, in the last week. So kind of a rough week for the Warriors. They've uh, uh, scuffling a little bit and we'll see what happens going forward. Obviously we expect them to bounce back and be a top four team for the rest of the year. Uh, so this will, uh, this is obviously just, you know, stumbling out of the blocks a little bit. They did win on opening night, but then like, since then they've, you know, only won two of their, their next six games. So what can you say? Yeah, they, they just don't have a bench right now. I don't think they have, a clear rotation. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Kaminga. I just think Kaminga is still finding his way. Uh, we talked about this in the off season, I think during the, the uh, summer league and a lot of people were expecting Kaminga to come in and, and blow the, blow the doors off the, off the stadium because of his athletic ability. And, you know, you listen to kind of the sports talk radio in the local area and it's, well, Kaminga could take over for Draymond. And it's like, nah, like he's still a few years away from that, you know, uh, just because of the, you know, mental part of the game, you know, Draymond's a unique individual um, and Kaminga's a unique physical specimen. Uh, But, you know, there's a lot of things that, he needs to work on and you know there was some stuff in the in the media the other day or they, they were asking curry and uh uh coach kerr about you know is is uh kaminga frustrated that he got a you know do, uh, did not play um and they said he should be frustrated you know um but we kind of said that we talked about this too it was like you know moises moody was probably going to be a guy that transitioned quicker than kaminga because his game is more accommodating to NBA style. Like he he's ready to step in and shoot, play defense. Like, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's more uh, prime to NBA fill that ready. void. Yeah. Right. And it's not to say that Kaminga isn't or doesn't belong. It's just his type of play, his type of position just requires probably a little bit more time and seasoning. And what is he? 20. <laughs> 20, tw- maybe 21 maybe yeah, yeah so i mean he's still so young and wiseman you know just going down the list of young guys you know wiseman 
he's coming back from all of these injuries and just getting him on the floor, getting him up and down and, and conditioned and, you know, playing with his, his teammates. Uh, I think he's going to be a guy that gets better as the season goes on. I think a majority of these guys are going to get better as the season goes on because they're going to get more familiar with the offense, the defense and the calls, you know, things like that. Um, but I just think they're, they're trying to figure out what's going on with this bench. Um, you know, they're, they're not, they're not a very, they have a lot of names, but they're not a very deep team right now because these rotations are not really working. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I just double checked it. He is 20 right now. He just turned 20 earlier this month. So, right. uh, him, Moody, uh, Patrick Baldwin and, uh, Rollins, Ryan Rollins, they're all 20 or 19 actually in Patrick Baldwin's case. So we're talking, you know, still teenagers, really. They're, they're, they're not old enough to drink at the bar yet. So, right. and I mean, James Wiseman been around for three years now at this point, he, uh, he's 21 right now. So, I mean, like, that's another baby, you know, he's a baby. I just seen this. Uh, looks like uh, Clay Thompson didn't play today. I only watched the fourth quarter. I didn't really realize that he wasn't playing any minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, obviously Clay's coming back from you know an Achilles injury, which is the absolute toughest injury to come back from. And to this point, I don't know of any player in any sport that has come back 100% from an Achilles injury. So, I mean, in the NFL, that's, that's a career ender uh, for the most part. I mean, we've seen some guys come back to playing, but they just look like shit. I mean, Deontay Foreman is the one exception, but it's taken like four or five years. Uh, and right. he's, and he's still like, he's only playing so well right now because Christian McCaffrey is no longer on the Panthers. Mm -hmm. So that's, he's sort of taking that over that role and he's playing pretty well. And, but he had that ankle, that, that Achilles injury back in like 2018, I think. And it's just now in 2022 starting to look better for him. So, wow, so this is crazy. It, yeah. it is Achilles injuries are no joke, man. This is, but I, I, I'm just hopeful that if we can get 80%, of what clay was before the injuries by the end of this year, if like he's playing at about 80% of what he used to, that's still a really good player. You know, I mean, clay is a borderline hall of famer. Right. And yeah. I, I mean, I think he is a hall of famer, but some people are haters. And so I'm just clarifying for that. Well, I mean, but, I, I mean, you're making the comparison between, you know, a football player and a basketball player, obviously football players got a lot more time where they can rest before they have to do any running. As opposed to basketball, where they're out there like yeah, yeah basketball. Learning. Basketball is a twenty four seven three sixty five sport, man. They yep. they're all day every day, and it is it, yeah yeah Achilles injuries, especially on a guy who's six foot seven. Yeah, somebody that that tall. It's uh you know it's it's just a lot of pressure on the body. And also, too, it happened you know when he was on the wrong side of thirty, as they say. Mm -hmm. You know, this didn't happen when he was 22 and, you know, he father time, as we say, is still undefeated. Right. So like clay is still aging. Steph is aging. So these injuries as, as well as the warriors have done with uh, maintaining injuries or getting guys healthy again. Um, it, it's still a guy, you know, in his thirties, getting this injury, missing two seasons due to two injuries. Um, and then coming back and having to play, you know, all-star level basketball. And is he going to be able to get back to that potential Hall of Fame level? We don't know. I mean, there was going to possibly be a, a decline because of age and miles on mm -hmm. these bodies. And now coming off of these two devastating, each injury was could potentially i mean each injury that uh both injuries that clay suffered just a few years prior would have been career enders each one you know he, just he a few years prior yeah and he had them both and now he's back on the floor and it's going to take him some time to get there so there's there's a lot happening on this warriors team um i think that's what made last season so sweet is 
we didn't expect it. We were hoping just to be competitive and get guys healthy. And maybe if everything goes right, maybe this year we can make a run. So we kind of stole one and it feels good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe sure just in does. time, you know, like, yeah. like maybe just in time, you know, who, who knows? Right. <laughs> right. And, yeah. you know, Jordan Poole, he's putting up big numbers right now. Um, he put up 30 tonight. Um, he's definitely going to be leading that second unit. He kind of bridges, you know, the first unit and the second unit. Um, I just think there's just a lot going on in the team. They got to, you know, like every year there's new players. And they're just they're just trying to figure it out. It's going to take them a little bit of time. I think we all expected them to start seven and one, eight and zero, oh, or something crazy. You know? <laughs> and it just sometimes doesn't turn out that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, just one last note on the NBA. Uh, it, it sounds like the league owners, uh, because of the Warriors, the Nets, the Clippers, teams like that, they the owners want to put a hard salary cap in. And of course, the players—that's a non-starter with them. So the next, then upcoming, the solution uh, is is keep the current system. Mm-hmm. But why are players that you drafted into the penalty, like yeah. re-signing Curry, re-signing Draymond, re-signing Clay? Why is it that the Warriors are being penalized for drafting well? Yeah, why would no. any team be penalized for drafting well? Yeah, I mean the the Warriors like. Their salary itself um, is, you know, like it, obviously it's on the top end, but it's all these penalties that they are accruing that has their salary cap, I say in quotes, uh, up to 500 million, I think, is what they're paying for salary and penalties mm-hmm. this year. Um, that's, yeah, it's, that's just it's insane. Ab- it's yeah. absolutely wild, man. So, but as long as the Warriors keep winning, the owners are willing to keep doing that. And uh, that's that's a credit to, um, to Lake up and uh, Gruber, Gruber. Uh, okay. So, all right, so catch I, me up. Why is there a salary cap? Um, it's a way for the owners to try to save save money for themselves on um, on payroll. Uh, that's oh, okay. that. That's really what it is. It's it's the way the way that the owners can try to keep salaries somewhat contained. Um, the NBA uh, has the I guess the best situation for players. Because they have a pretty high salary cap. There's not a lot of guys on guarantees. the roster. There's and a lot of guarantees. Contracts. Yeah, guaranteed oh, contracts. Okay. So okay. baseball is probably next because, I mean, both of those sports, they don't have a salary cap. They just have a luxury tax, which is like a soft cap. So, like, if you go above a certain amount, that's when you start getting hit with penalties and stuff. And you have to pay more. Uh, and that money gets spread out to the rest of the league for, you know, uh, right. league financial stuff. difficulties stuff and whatnot pay help. for things yeah 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 just uh it, it helps pay with um uh what was it revenue sharing and stuff like that that's the word i'm looking for gotcha so so gotcha. that's what happens in uh baseball and in basketball in football they have a hard salary cap no matter what they can't go above a certain point uh, and it's the same in hockey as well um and the, the rules are a little bit different for each sport but basically uh, for those two sports, like you can spend up to that point and then that's it. Like you, you can't spend any more than that. And so you, you gotta like make trades, you gotta to clear up salary cap space or one thing that the NHL uh, leagues do, like, for example, when the sharks uh, sent Brent Burns away, they held on to about a third of his salary for the, for the rest of the contract. So um, the sharks are still like, like paying Brent Burns, almost 3 million a year for the next couple of years. And so that's their part of the salary cap. Uh, and Carolina is paying the other, you know, 6 million or whatever it is. So, wow. okay. So instead of, instead of having an 8 million or 9 million salary cap hit, they're only getting 6 million cap hit. So right. that's, that, that's kind of how that's working out. Okay. Okay. That's the high level for Tim and for those of you who aren't sure how it works. That's there's obviously a lot more to it, but that's the high level. Get your mind wrapped around what's going on. Uh, explanation. Cool. cool. Uh, all right. So speaking of hockey, I just want to touch on this real quick. Is uh, the Sharks in this past week? They lost against Vegas four to two. They won against Toronto four three in overtime and quite the thriller. 
And then they lost on Saturday against Tampa Bay 4-3. That game, uh, that game was tied up until the last like minute and a half. It was kind of a brutal watch. Right now, the Sharks are three wins, eight losses. They're seventh in the Pacific and 14th in the Western Conference. Um, some notes, though, that are interesting is uh, Carlson is leading the team in points. He's a defenseman. That doesn't usually happen. But he's also, I, he might be leading the league in, uh, as a defenseman for points. So he's, he's going to be you know, up there for a while. He's not going to be somebody you can trade off because the contract is just too much of an albatross. But he's, you know, like, like he'll be interesting to watch as long as he stays healthy. Logan Couture, the captain, has been struggling early. And uh, James Reimer is playing well in net. So even though they've, uh, a lot of these losses have been while he's been goaltending, it's not really been his fault. He's, uh, he's making a lot of really good saves, and it's just the team's not very good. So kind of rough for them in the early going, and I don't see it getting much better. I'm actually going to go see them in person next week so I can give you a, a report uh, after the fact about my live experience at the tank. Nice. Nice. So, video so yeah. too get some video yeah i'm uh, I'll, I'll see what i can do about that um uh, one other note i wanted to touch on the oakland roots they ended up losing their playoff game in san antonio they ended their you know it was an unlikely run they weren't expected to do to even make the playoffs at the start of the year so good uh good run guys get them next year uh best of luck going forward to the oakland roots uh, anything else you want to add sam no, man, that was a great show. It's so good to be back. I uh, can't wait until next week when we're we're back at full strength and uh, I have my studio put back together. Studio 2.0. Yeah. Bad. I don't know. I kind of have a theory that maybe like you and Tyler are like Superman and Clark Kent. That's right. what I'm thinking. But uh, we'll see. Well, we'll Superman's see. definitely on air right now and Clark <laughs> Kent is reporting oh so. body you hear bag. that tyler you yeah. hear that <laughs> so <laughs> um <laughs> we we obviously recorded this on sunday instead of our normal uh monday afternoon we just wanted to be able to get this out uh before halloween because you know we want to be able to hand out candy to the kids and stuff like that so yeah looking we forward to relax to, on a monday yeah have a uh i hope everybody has a wonderful halloween and just remember to check us out on social media, SVT Sports Pod. That's Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, uh, SVT Sports Pod at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email, slide into our DMs. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and love to interact. And if you got something that you want us to cover, send it our way. Maybe we'll talk about it. And also make sure to listen to this on two different platforms. That's your homework. So I want you to listen to this on Spotify. Sam, what, what other uh, service should they listen on? You can always go to good old iTunes. There we go. Uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever. So there you go. That's your homework assignment, everybody. Um, I guess that's that's it for us, huh? That's it. That's All it. Right. Good night. Later, guys. Later. <laughs>